You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast official release date 23rd of October 2017. Only a month to go until the anniversary of that there Dr. Welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. I'm Benji Clifford. And I'm Nick Briggs. And we... <laughs> <laughs> Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks this side of Gallifrey. Yes, we make Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Dark Shadows, The Avengers, Bernice Summerfield, Sherlock Holmes. Nick, say the word. Indubitably. The Omega Factor, Survivors, The Prisoner, and some great Big Finish originals coming up next year too. Lots to look forward to. (laughs) And for all those of you listening to the podcast for the first time because you've downloaded it via the Big Finish app, hello! Right. Uh, You're in for some fun because in a particularly packed podcast this week, we're having a bit of a Torchwood theme with Tom Price, Sergeant Andy Davidson from Torchwood, as well as our, our, no, he is our guest star. And uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. And the first 15 minutes of Torchwood Aliens Among Us Part 2. And that's our drama tease. So don't miss either of them, their things. And we'll have all your usual favourite features. That's right, the Big Finish News. Listeners' emails. Uh, the big, My Big Finish Life, with Nick recording a week of his daily shenanigans. Exciting. Uh, yeah, exciting stuff. I love it. It's very popular. In inverted Pe- commas. People people are digging it. People are digging it. Uh, the Randomoid Selectatron, the latest releases roundup, and plus the possibility of many erroneous mentions of Death to the Daleks, Phil Marshall Montgomery! The singing man from the 1950s. Nick. <laughs> Stop, don't move. Back up! Don't tell my trousers. And many pointless catchphrases. But don't worry if you're new to the podcast and are thinking we've gone bonkers. <laughs> we probably have. We're crazy, we are. Crazy, crazy. Like putting water on your cornflakes, crazy. Or not. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and just time to mention now that the podcast will end off with a special Doctor Who short trips feature. Yes, that will come after the 15-minute podcast drama tease. Yeah, that's new, isn't it? Uh, you can find out the name of the successful submission for the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips Writers' Opportunity. And producer Ian Atkins and I will be talking about the short trips range generally and teasing what's coming up before the end of the year. Don't miss it. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, you didn't miss that, that's for sure. Uh, now, on that sneeze shell, uh, it is now time for the Big Finish News. This is the Big Finish Sneeze News. News. Cunic and Benji. Uh, I've only got that chromonica from last week. Shall I give it a rock and roll? Why Go on, then. Do, do something exciting with it, yes. <laughs> you can even do the, the cowboy thing as Sort of Mexico, isn't it, really? I don't know. Yeah, very good, yes. I'm afraid, that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that Benji actually swallowed the harmonica during that. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. It's all right. It's all right. I'm okay. <laughs> 
Right, so first up uh, this week, a very early, very sneaky preview of the final release in our HG Wells series, The Martian Invasion of Earth, an audio dramatization of The War of the Worlds, and it's by that there Nick over there. Oh, by jingo it is. Uh, as regular podcast listeners will know, we recorded it the other weekend and it stars none other than Richard Armitage as the leading man. You know, the Hobbit, Spooks, lots of other things. He's quite famous, I think. Yeah, very good. Uh, and he's joined by brilliant Big Finish regulars, Lucy Briggs-Owen. Did you catch her amazing performance in the second series of The Prisoner? So it got great reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal Morgan, Ewan Bailey, and Helen Goldwyn. Our H.G. Wells dramatizations have been running since the beginning of this year. We've had The Invisible Man, starring the late great John Hurt. The First Men in the Moon, starring Nigel Planer and Gethin Anthony, you know, from Game of Thrones. Uh, the Shape of Things to Come, starring Nicola Walker and Sam Troughton. The Island of Dr. Moreau, starring Ronald Pickup and John Heffernan. The Time Machine, starring Ben Miles and Nicholas Rowe. And now our adaptation of of the War of the Worlds. So, before we tease you with some Martian action, here's a breathtaking mashup of the H.G. Wells releases so far. I'm standing before you, man. Inches from your face. And so we do what Englishmen always do and have always done. We stand up for our beliefs and we fight for our survival. Prepare our council of extraordinary measures for a meeting most urgent and rare. You think too much about the future. The world is ruined, I get it, but why show me? Because Dr. Philip Raven, permanent representative of the United Kingdom to the United Nations, you are the man our systems predict as having the best chance to save the future. Save the I just walked from my plane into 1940, so I'm fairly confident this isn't real. What were those things? Were they beast or were they man? Grotesque-looking creatures. Evil are the punishments of those who break the law. None escape. Damn you! Who are you? Where are you from? (laughs) Damnation! Where's my machine? I was in my laboratory at four o'clock that afternoon. And since then, between four and dinner time, I have lived out eight days. And so now, a bit of a tease for the Martian. I've suddenly, in the last two seconds, I've caught a cold, literally. I was fine (laughs) at the beginning of this and it's all gone wrong. It's not happening. It's because I've come home from London. It always happens. I get ill. I relax for two seconds. You get the London lurgy. Yeah. Oh, and there, well, no, all the stuff that... Oh, it's really... Just my, never relax and you'll never get ill. Never! Right? Never relax! <laughs> Buck up! <laughs> and so now, a bit of a tease for the Martian invasion of Earth. Uh, this just in from one of our genius sound designers, Ian Meadows, also responsible for that beautiful work on The Prisoner. Uh, something wicked this way comes. The War of the Worlds, as you've never heard it before. My dear Herbert... The chances against anything manlike on Mars are a million to one. Uh, uh, damn it! <laughs> I, I really don't know why you persist with that thing. A writer needs exercise. Good God! The signals of Woking railway station. Indeed. <laughs> 
nothing fanciful or fantastical about those. I find them entirely safe and tranquil, which is exactly how life should be. Hello! Hello in there, I say! Do you hear me? Take me to this thing. On horse or common? But we heard nothing. Do you, do you honestly think this could possibly be true? Keep back, I say! So that's the Martian Invasion of Earth, an audio dramatization of The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Available to order now and released in February 2018. And time now for another release, it's Torchwood, Torchwood 1 to be precise. Uh, I'll say no more, say no more. Uh, let this thrilling trailer speak for itself. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood 1, Machines. Yvonne Hartman. <laughs> Yvonne Hartman. 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 Brilliant. It's got, uh, but it's got Votan saying, is required. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's Nick Pegg has done a brilliant Votan voice. Anyway, hey, how about that then? Hey, hey. that hey. is exciting. Well, I'm excited. No more details, just a tease. Just keep your eyes peeled on the Big Finish website for more information on that one. Mm. And next up, it's only a bit of that there. Actual William Shakespeare, that bloke who wrote a few of them things on 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 on, on, on the papers, uh, is Big Finish's audio dramatization of that epic tragedy by William Shakespeare, King Lear, and it's out this week. David Warner is King Lear alongside Louise Jameson, Lisa Bauman, and Finty Williams as his daughters Goneril, Regan, and Cordelia in this tale of ancient Britain, warring nobles, and sibling rivalries. It's been adapted for. Audio by Nicholas Pegg, and our special consultant from the Shakespeare Institute was Dr. Martin Wiggins. Barnaby Edwards directs, here's the flipping trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, King Lear. Let us withdraw. It will be a storm. Child Roland to the Dark Tower came. The king is coming. No, we have divided in three our kingdom. Tell me, my daughters, which of you shall we say doth love us most? This is the excellent foppery of the world. That when we are sick in fortune, we make guilty of our disasters the sun, the moon, and stars. Good, my lead. Peace, Kent! Come not between the dragon and his wrath! Help! Oh! Murder! Murder! Shut up your doors, my lord. It is a wild night. Blow winds! And crack your cheeks! Rage! Blow! 
You cataracts and hurricanes spout till you have drenched our steeples. Drown the cocks. Seek out the traitor Gloucester. Hang him instantly. Pluck out his eyes. <laughs> Go thrust him out of gates and let him smell his way to Dover. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child! Ugh, the difference of man and man! Shut your mouth, Dame, or with this paper shall I stop it! We have seen the best of our time. Machinations, hollowness, treachery, and all ruinous disorders follow us disquietly to our graves. I am a man, more sinned against than sinning! They would make a good fool. If they weren't my fool, Nuncle, I'd have thee beaten for being old before the time. How's that? Thou shouldst not have been old till thou'dst been wise. How does my royal lord? How fares your majesty? Oh, let me not be mad. Not mad, sweet heaven. Keep me in temper. I would not be mad. Big finish. We love stories. And some top flight sound design and music from Howard Carter. Also, coming very soon, The Time War, Series 1. Starring Paul McGann as the Doctor with Olivia Venal as Sheena. I think that's how you pronounce Olivia's name. I don't know. Iraqi Thakra as Bliss and Jacqueline Pierce as Olistra. This is the box set you've all been waiting for. Yes, the tale of the Eighth Doctor's battle for survival in the Time War begins right here. And here's a tease. Whoa! My goodness! Amazing, isn't it? Inertia reversal acceleration. Bit fast, isn't it? They have to get up enough speed to make the hyper jump. It doesn't go this fast all the time, does it? Only when they launch. It's everything they said, isn't it? And then some. Oh. Oh, hold on, what's that? Shields? Well, why do we need those? I, I thought the force field kept us safe. In normal space, but hyperspace is a very different kettle of fish. A few humans are driven mad at just the sight of it. Best to veer towards caution, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Quarren, Rupert, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. If you'd like company for dinner tonight, look out for us, right? I might just do that. Come along, Emma. Right behind you. Nice meeting you. Nice couple. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? Worth every penny. Oh. Are we going? We are. To investigate the problem you noticed. I noticed a problem, did I? Yes, you noticed that despite what the purser said, that young man didn't leave the ship before we launched. Yeah, I I did notice that, yes. I wondered if you had. I noticed everything. I didn't think there was any need to worry the Maguires. You reckon we should be worried? Oh, I imagine so. It usually saves time in the long run. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the news. But the most no. wonderful thing about the news is yes. that yesterday's news is gone, but there will always be news tomorrow, unless a huge uh, atomic weapon uh, came out of <laughs> the sky and obliterated everybody, in which case they're probably... Wouldn't be news. To, well, I suppose that would, well, that be, would be that news. would be it the would news. Be news. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And after that, I suppose news would just be things like uh, Nicholas Briggs has opened a tin of peaches in his secret <laughs> ne- nuclear bomb-proof shed. That's as, new, <laughs> that's as interesting as news will get after that. That's true. 
Yeah, this shed is not even weatherproof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's how it's not weatherproof, but it's it's bombproof. Let's in the rain, but it, it totally doesn't keep totally keeps out nuclear weapons. That that blue paint's bombproof. Time now for more of the utter nonsense that is my big finish life. I decided that for a week I'd take a digital recorder around with me and see how my big finish life panned out. Mostly train delays, emails, 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 emails and emails. Studio recording, writing and acting, as it turned out. Yeah. Uh, last week we were on day three of the Sherlock Holmes studio session down in Kent. This week... Funnily enough, we're on day four of Sherlock Holmes. Upcoming highlights, a photo session. It's great on audio. Uh, Ken Bentley and Richard Earle discussing characters. And me going for a drink, a uh, meeting drink <laughs> with Jamie Anderson. It's quite literally very nearly interesting. But at least there are no train delays today. Hey. The kiss of death. Now, anybody listening to this on the podcast will probably be on a train and will be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> well, go back and listen to last week's podcast. All the podcasts are available on uh, on in the new podcast range. There's even a trailer for last week's podcast. I just put together a trailer. I'm I'm going to do trailers for the podcast. I'm just I've just gone berserk. Anyway, sorry. This is my life in big finish. My big finish life. That's what it's called. Doesn't even know what it's called. You're fired. Now the no, process of fine. getting photographs. That's fine. We're, we're just go for a we'll stand wherever shot it doesn't matter. Oh, that'll be for you. <laughs> I'll go behind you. Right. She's that one where that uh, concert violinist was doing a recital and somebody's <laughs> mobile phone. I like the fact you're standing and joined in with it. Really? How brilliant. It's been done many times before. <laughs> Or illustrious director. So he's sitting there. Come on, hello. Shall we all do one? I'm very well, so. I think I'd better be at the back, haven't I? Do you want it? No. Are you okay? Yes, very that one. Star of the show, man, for God's sake. If I come. I think, actually. Shall I go? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's opened up nicely for me now. <laughs> Is Lucy meant to be in this? There you go, you've got your own, you've got your own show now. <laughs> got a filthy look then. Okay. Here we go. Smiley. Uh, yeah, I think smiley. John's head is John's head in front of mine. Yeah. Just checking. That's better. That's better. That's good. That's good. The only person not smiling, of course, is Ken. Can I just say, Joe's breathing in my ear. You yeah, smell very nice, though. Like oh, thank you. Don't you. breathe in there, yeah, mate. I've got that on my bedroom wall. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, in the first in the first half, we were all dressed in period, and then the second half, we were like... Oh, the, the anecdotes. What? Are we doing any of... Yes. You'll have to use words to communicate with me. Just you and Richard. Cover shots for you and Richard. No, we'll use archives. Right, ready for the afternoon, eh? What? <laughs> what? Lucy, ready for the yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Let's do it. 
Righty ho. So nasty. Yeah. 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 And then AGP. Yeah. <laughs> Deaf. Thank you. So it's going to shout. I'd shout it all. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're playing another character. Yeah. Yes. It might have my real life. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you know, people say it's not very charismatic. Your sort of lead yeah. role is yourself. It's not very. Nobody cares. I thought I'd play a different one. <laughs> this is interesting behind the scenes. What's next? I have no idea. Oh, okay. It's on my schedule. Shall right. I have a look? Go on, just so I know if I can grab someone for an interview now. A well, no, I think I've got a, I have a, a, a run of um, scenes with quite a few of you in now. Right. So, uh, with you. Okay. So, you won't be until after tea break. Then you'll get a bit of a break because I've got to hoover up some sort of two-handers. So you'll have some people available after tea break. But between now and tea break, it's it's all me. Pretty, it's all you and other people. Lots of other people. All the time. All Nick. All the time. Okay, shall I go and stand by a microphone then? You're listening to Briggs FM. <laughs> it could be a goer. So that was the last scene from Sherlock Holmes, the master of Blackstone Grange. I'm just pulling the plug of my <laughs> iPad out. Whew, that was quite a quite an epic. That's just John Banks, stalwart, big Finnish performer, left here with me. Cleaning, playing Colonel Moran. Right, let's get all my stuff together. Whew. Got quite hot in the studio. There we have it, John. Ah, I'm not going. going. I'm the last two standing. I know. Last I don't even know where's my bag. You're getting skinny, old man. Well, I've stopped. <laughs> Well, no, I just stopped having lots of sugar. That's what seemed to help. Notice all. Oh, thank you. Well, that's up to you. Oh, where's my bag then? It must be in the other room. Ah, uh, where's Dean? So, Joe. He is. You've um, you confessed to me that you're quite a an aficionado of Sherlock Holmes and, and perhaps even our range of Sherlock Holmes. Yes, yes, I am indeed. Actually, it's, it's one of the I've always enjoyed everything we finished done. But the second I put on the judgment of Sherlock Holmes, when I was kind of like looking into it, I just noticed myself driving longer routes to get home, so I could. Just listen to more of it. Driving a longer route. Wow, that's quite a compliment. And has it? Um, I'm recording this, by the way. And so has it? Uh, you know, what's it been like actually? Because one of the main reasons we did it here is because you said, "I like Sherlock Holmes." <laughs> In oh, that you voice. Catch me so well. Catch me so well. 
It's been really nice to see it through from inception for a change, which is, well, not inception, obviously, because Jonathan Barnes works his overall magic with it before before it gets here. But it's been really nice to see it from start to finish, because obviously I know exactly how everything, how Ken wants it from, from the beginning. I can have a chat with him, any small question I need in regards to it, and then I can get going from there, really. But it's, it's been enjoyable. It's been enjoyable. We've already done the first edit for the adventure of Fleet Street. And it was just, within a week to turn that round was quite quick, but I didn't even try and rush it to fit it in. It just seemed to be something I wanted to keep going on. Brilliant. So it has been brilliant. It doesn't happen that often that the person recording the play ends up doing the sound design, so it's rather nice. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hello. Hello. Evening. Oh, come in, because I didn't know if you finished finished. What, what were you doing up there then? I was you were, you, were you taking a breather? Because you hate everyone so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not everyone, just him. <laughs> um, no, I... Hello. Hi, I'm Is it Joe? Sorry. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's a very healthy Nick. Am I? Sweet, sweet, sweet streamline. People keep saying this. People keep saying this. You don't notice it as much, because you see me more often. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just sort of slowly degrading, so it's kind of like... I can't it's because I've lost weight, people are saying it. Although today I went mad and ate lots of pastries and drank tea. It's because I've stopped drinking tea and I take two sugars in tea. That's so it. that's like 20 spoonfuls of sugar a day I'm not having. I wish there was one thing I could stop. I wish I could do some exercise because like there are no muscles on my body at all. Do, do I do that and you could go, oh, I'd love to do some exercise and then the thought of actually doing it is just... I hate exercise. <laughs> So I finally got off the train at Waterloo and I'm now heading towards the South Bank where I'm meeting Jamie Emerson for a drink and a chat. And there's a screaming child as I go past the partners. Yeah, sounds like a sound effect from a Doctor Who play, doesn't it? Right. Right, now I believe, just as I'm approaching the rear of the Royal Festival Hall, Jamie's up the top, so he says he's sitting uh, outside a cafe or a restaurant or something with a bottle of wine. And his, just previously he texted me to say that he's just waved hello to someone who uh, wasn't me but was bald and he thought it was me. No, that's... Feng Shushi. Oh, there you are. Hello. Hello. Hi. Why are you holding that? Uh, because this is the uh, end of the day three of my uh, What I'm Doing in My Life documentary for the Big Finish podcast. <laughs> what a fascinating podcast it must be. Well, hello. Hello. I'm already bad back. Sorry. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, I shouldn't have made you get up. No, it's fine. I thought you had a bottle of wine, just a glass of wine. I've, I've, that's the, the end of the bottle's gone in there. No, really? it hasn't really. I've got a glass, <laughs> obviously. I was fantasising about a bottle of wine. Now, well, I remember you said just wine, didn't you? You didn't say a bottle. No, no. You imagined the quantity, I think. Right. Uh, I was just uh, texting Benji to say... Uh, what a lovely response for the Captain Scarlet um, box set. Restorations. Is it going down well? Yeah, really well. Oh, good. 
I don't know what the sales are. I'll have a look. Anyway, I'll now turn this off. <laughs> and the rest of this is history. And there you have it. Right. Time now for listeners' emails. And there's no need to tell you how much I love emails. I do, and you probably already know. In fact, you do already know. And if you'd like to join in, then please do email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's that sort of letter with a round bit and a line, uh, an odd, uh, a C and an A, a squiggly one and a T. Uh, and, and a curly A, which, which quite frankly, I always think looks out of place. It looks like, it reminds me of, of, of coffee, and I don't know why. Um, coffee? Yeah, it looks like you stir it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know why. Uh, uh, at bigfinish.com. There we go. <laughs> Podcast at bigfinish.com. Uh, and that was from our linguistic professor. Professor Arkwright uh, Fillington on Trent. <laughs> 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 Professor Spinnaker Bowles. <laughs> Professor Cobham Services. Um, yeah, so last week, uh, Nick asked people on his official Facebook if they had any messages or comments for us. So before we start the emails, here is a selection. Philip Markham, uh, Markham, Markham asked if they back up asked if there's any chance of a big finished Christmas special. He says he'd love The Prisoner, Blake Seven, or Sherlock Holmes. Well, we can certainly oblige with Sherlock Holmes, that's right, because The Adventure of the Fleet Street Transparency will be available to download over the Christmas period. It's very exciting. That's the thing, you see, that we're recording in the uh, my life, my big finished life, the thing I can't get the name of. Yeah, uh, the, the Fleet Street Transparency <laughs> and the Master of Blackstone Grange are the two stories we were recording. The Fleet Street Transparency is a is an hour long story, and the Master of Blackstone Grange is three parts, three hours. That'll be out in March. The Blackstone Grange, but yeah, over Christmas you'll be able to get a download of the Fleet Street Transparency, which will then feature on the uh, CD box set in March. Is that all that clear? I don't know. I think that makes mm. that makes sense. And let's be honest here, you know, it's at Christmas time, you know, you don't want to be sort at of... Christmas time? You know, you want to be in Victorian London, don't you? You know, lovely... <laughs> exactly. Lovely, bit, always snow for some reason, and some bloke oh, selling chestnuts. Um, chestnuts? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't touch the nuts. Wouldn't touch them. Don't know, don't know where they've been. Um, next up, Jason uh, Arbuckle asked, any more clues on what the next Sherlock will be? First uh, of a trilogy of box sets, downloads of actual ACD stories, that's Arthur Conan Doyle, and when? I must know. Please! Of course, I've already answered this, really. Yeah, the Christmas special and a box set in March 2018. Both new stories. That was my answer on Facebook. Uh, next up... Thank you, by the way, Jason. Next up, Nasty... Nace, what? I can't read. Nasty. I've got a cold. Nasty pastry. <laughs> nasty pastry. <laughs> uh, Betsy Jones. See, nothing like nasty pastry. I don't know why I said that. Um... <laughs> Betsy Jones, Betsy Jones. If you could bring anything to Big Finish that you don't already have, what would tingle your molecules? My answer was James Bond, Star Trek, and Thunderbirds. Obviously, in a mashup. Um, 
Uh, what would your answer be, Benji? Uh, my answer would probably be I'd go for Star Trek, the original series, because I'm absolutely binge watching that at the moment and loving it to bits. Oh, uh, isn't it fantastic? Love it to bits. Oh, it's so good. It's my um, favourite. It's it's just incredible. Um, yeah. Up there with Doctor Who. Um, controversial. Uh, probably the tripods. Um, I love the really? tripods. Absolutely wow. love the tripods. That for me is like going on holiday when you watch that box set. I think Disney have got the rights to that. Yeah, mm. they've they've done, they've done that thing they do where they take they they buy the rights and then never do anything with it. Uh, and right, lastly, yeah. just purely because I'm selfish, probably London's burning because love it, love it. <laughs> any any opportunity to to have a proper great old. Bit of, bit London's of, bit of uh, oh, ITV drama. Dear. It'd be great. Come on. Yeah, oh, you, you know. say that. Joe Lidster's up for it. He's 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 totally well, up. For oh it. well, then it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Yeah. If Joe Lidster's up for it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and finally, for the Facebook madness, Ian Aliff asked, "Who is this Mister Ron guy who Captain Scarlet is so afraid of?" Yeah. Uh, and my witty answer was, "That's Mister Ron to you, Mister <laughs> Spelt properly." That's Mr. Ron to you, Sonny. It doesn't work on audio, that joke. Anyway, Captain Scarlet. Available now from Big Finish. How can we fight something like this, sir? We can guard people in places that are threatened by the Misterons, but this? How do they do it? I don't know. I just don't know. But they have powers of which we cannot even dream. Yeah, they are. There's a clip. The Ace of Wands. Oh, oh, of yeah. course. The Ace, sorry. We've I been to... looking into that. It's really difficult to find out who owns it. Really? Sue, oh. Sue Cowley's been looking into that, yeah. That'd be so good. Tarot cards. Um, oh, oh man. <laughs> Just that, that sigh of happiness. Anyway, oh. so uh, let's, you know, keep rocking and rolling as we go along. Uh, right now, on to the emails. So oh, yeah. first up, uh, this is from our own uh, Toby Whitmore, who takes photos for us. That's right. And he's also pretty handy on the old Twitter if ever I post any, if ever I post anything about about photography or cameras, he's in there like a shot. He knows. He and would be, wouldn't he? He is, well, obviously, like a shot's no less. Uh-huh. Um, dear Nick and Benji, your idea of having the podcast pressed on CD reminded me that something similar happened back in the nineties. One posted a blank audio cassette to some remote address. And a few days later, it arrived back with a photocopied cover and 90 minutes of Doctor Who-related chatter dubbed onto it. There were reviews of stories, discussions about continuity, scripting, and all the same stuff you find on Doctor Who podcasts today. Now, did anyone ever release anything on quarter-inch reel-to-reel tape? Uh, cheers, Tony. Uh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I certainly know there was a... There was a an audio fanzine by Alan Hayes called Sonic Waves. That was would that have been on quarter inch? Do you think? No, no, that was on cassette. I remember. I and used- also the audio visuals plays. You know, when I was playing Doctor Who, um, th- those were on cassette, obviously. And you would send. Yeah, I think no, I think we actually sent cassettes out for that one. Yeah. I remember the loose cannon um, video reconstructions where you'd send out you'd send out a VHS tape. And you get back the reconstruction telesnap. That's not podcast, but that was crazy uh, old school. That was well, well you know, um, we, we should try pigeons. Uh, next up, this from Derek Leftley. 
Hello, Nick and Benji, podcasters supreme and podcaster supreme and roast master general. <laughs> based on my roast dinner story last week. Um, I did send you, didn't I? I sent you a photograph of my roast dinner. You did. It arrived, it arrived, like it, it arrived day. days late. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> just woke up to this picture of a roast dinner. I thought, and I said, Nick, are you, are you having roast dinner for breakfast? <laughs> you actually said, please say you had this for breakfast. Uh, yeah, please say that you did. <laughs> I'm just loving the idea of that. You must have a roast breakfast. <laughs> Some people have toast. Nick has four Yorkshire puddings. Four Yorkshire puddings, <laughs> roast, but five roast potatoes, peas, gravy. I also had some goat's cheese sprinkled mm. on the potatoes. Just call me radical. Anyway. Radical. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Derek Leftley, I haven't forgotten you. I've just got one line of your email and I went off on a tangent. Uh, last week, I listened to the latest box set of The New Adventures of Bernice Summerfield and enjoyed it immensely. I listened to the last episode on Friday. On Saturday, I visited a film fair in Hoburn and met the acting legend that is David Warner. As he was signing a time-after-time photo for me, I mentioned that I had just listened to The New Adventures of Bernice Summerfield. And he pointed and said, she's just there. I said, that's exactly how he would have said it as well. Uh, well, you could have knocked me over with a roast potato. <laughs> Very good on topic there, Derek. Like it. Uh, sitting next to Mr. Warner was indeed the lovely Lisa Bauman. How I miss seeing her, I don't know. It's because she was hiding under a chair. Uh, I should have gone to Specsavers, he says. That's a little uh, parochial joke for UK listeners. Anyway, I asked her for her autograph too, and she very kindly signed a photo with David as the Unbound Doctor, since there were no pictures of Lisa. So I've got this great photo of David Warner that says, Dear Derek, lots of love. Fortunately, my wife is very understanding. Lisa Bowerman. Now, that's unbound to confuse and... people i asked david if he would be doing any more as the unbound doctor and he said he didn't know and that he hasn't been asked what i thought buck up briggs we need to have more of this dynamic duo of bernice and the unbound doctor please the scripts the performances the direction and sound design were all excellent what about the music uh, i was very pleased to meet both lisa and david who were absolutely delightful and also pleased to be able to show my appreciation for their work in such a brilliant big finish production so soon after its release after listening to the last episode on the friday i didn't think i'd be meeting both stars the next day ah, it was a good day i keep up the good work at big finish guys and hope you're keeping your eye on the roasties nick if indeed you are roasting this week i'm not roasting this week i just had a nice big lunch with my wife in a um, cafe down the road that was lovely thanks derek leftley and finally this from gerard peck wow nick <gasps> briggs's big finished life is fascinating the drama of the cancellation of london bridge train then catching a train to seven oaks to meet the london bridge train was true timey-wimey in moffat proportions i can't wait for the new tv series Great British Railway Journeys of Nicholas Briggs, where Michael Patillo dumps his trusty Bradshaw's guide for the Big Finish podcast to follow the steps of the intrepid Big Finish executive. Must see TV. I'd watch it. 
I would. I'd be. I'm going to railway on on just a side note. Going to railway yeah. on Sunday. Going to the is- just a siding. Just hey, <laughs> like it. Going uh, to the Isfield Railway for a jolly jaunt on a steam engine. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah. It's, it's, when are you going? Did you say Sunday? There we go. Oh, it's the weather's going to be terrible, mate. Ah oh, well, I'll live. There's a pub. take your galoshes. There's, there's mm. a pub at one end, so I'll I'll I'll, shel- oh, I'll yes. shelter. Uh, yes, carrying on with the, the uh, Jared Zemo here. It says, a quick question. With James Goss novelising Douglas Adams' Doctor Who and The Cricketman, uh, any chance uh, go getting him to do an audio adaptation for Big Finish? You have Tom, you have Lala, you have James. Please make it happen. I sound like a side man there. Please, Please make, make it happen. Make it happen. The fourth Doctor uh, didn't have many titles in the Lost Stories range. This would help readdress the balance. Keep up the great work, GP. General Practitioner. Thank you, Gerard. Uh, Thank you, Gerard. What do you mean by... (laughs) He's gargling. He's just gargling. Gargling mad. Um, no plans to do the cricket men. I think there's some rights issues, and also, you know, the BBC will be doing an audio book of it, so they probably won't want us to do a drama. Anyway, oh, hang on, just a minute. Uh, there's this. There's just time for the uh, for this from Peter Wood. Hello, Nick and Benji. Firstly, a big thank you to Big Finish for helping to celebrate my birthday. I was given the Captain Scarlet 50th anniversary box set as a present, and by a brilliant coincidence, its limited edition number was the year I was born. Uh, 10.66 Add to that The Postman delivered this month's monthly range And early adventure releases On the morning of my birthday Couldn't have been a better set of coincidences I've not yet listened to the Captain Scarlet set But I have looked through it And I have to say Top marks to everyone involved in the presentation It's better than I'd imagined And I am, am in no doubt That the hours of audio it contains Will be just as superb It is evident just how much love and hard work went into this. So a huge thank you to everyone involved. It has more than paid off and made this Captain Scarlet fan happy. I was also reading through Vortex and saw Nick's reply to your question about the Big Finish companion. Can we have any more details, please? Uh, The first two were brilliant and the third companion is long overdue. That's a book all about uh, Big Finish it's not a person who just holds my hand the big finished companion uh, lastly i recent and i haven't got any more news about it but it is being done uh, lastly i recently listened to hamlet brilliant stuff a really really enjoyable listen on my walk to work i have made alexander vlahos's wish come true he hoped it would get big finished fans interested in shakespeare and it has certainly piqued my interest so much so that i'm planning on getting king lear soon Oh, very nice. I confess I know very little about the play, so I'm really looking forward to hearing it. And David Warner is a bit of a legend and a great joy to listen to every time. I think that's all. Best wishes, Peter Wood. Oh, I'm glad you're getting into the, the old Shakespeare. And yeah, I don't think King Lear will disappoint. Uh, just a quick uh, shout out as well by the end of this. I got sent two lovely books from uh, David Tremont uh, from Weta. Who do yeah. who do incredible special effects for stuff like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, uh, and he's even been involved in stuff like Thunderbirds. So thank you so much for sending those out. Honestly, like it was the nicest. Uh, yeah, tell us about the books. What are they called? They're called Let's Slip. Uh, we'll build stuff and let's slip the androids of war. 
and uh, it's basically it's about making models and, and other bits and bobs and it is incredible and probably couldn't have come at a better time uh, given I was only thinking the other day that I should try and be more creative and do more hands-on sort of stuff and it's it's just a sort of it's it's a really lovely guide it's got lots of comedy and stuff in it as well but it's, it's got, got lo- uh, well Dave has got a great sense of humor he's a lovely chap oh it's it's absolutely fantastic and it's really good because it kind of encourages you to to be creative and get into model making and things like that but also it encourages you in a way that it doesn't make it sound too hard it makes it seem it's a, quite approachable which is nice which well you, you know it, it's it's david's first love all that sort of thing and uh, and i think that his enthusiasm for it really shines through in the book absolutely yeah, brilliant, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. lovely so thank you so much i cannot tell you uh, how uh, pleased and chuffed i am about that so thank you so much uh, and that there ladies and gentlemen is the end of the emails uh, they're flying across the roof of that house over there and <gasps> I can see them I know I know there's, there's weird there's a little cage around the um, the chimney stack over there I don't know why it's not going to escape keep... <laughs> keep the pigeons out here is the news chimneys have been escaping all over the south of England <clears throat> uh, yes there we go goodbye emails we knew you were time now for our guest star interview it's tom price who played sergeant andy davidson in torchwood on the telly and he indeed returns in our torchwood audios quite a lot and of course features in this month's torchwood's aliens among us part two don't miss it there's a 15 minute tease later in this podcast and don't miss tom because here he comes and he hasn't a clue that he's met me before Hello. Hello. Uh, that was very kids TV presenter. <laughs> have well, you thought about doing that, Scott? I'm, I'm, I'm introducing this segment of the Big Finish podcast because we'll have just taken over from Nick Briggs. Oh, Nick did a great job today, I thought. He's amazing, isn't he? He's very, I very... I love him. Is that the guy, so versatile. Is that the guy that employs me, Nick? Or not? Okay, so I have to be nice to him. Nick is just great. He's just great. So, Tom, you're back with us. I know. Doing more Torchwood. Yes. Thank how, you. Thank how, you so much. Right. Well, I'll, I'll get this out up front. Okay. Because this is how Nick likes the podcast to work. Yeah. Uh, I think normally he says something about along the lines of, how, when did we first meet? What's agitating your molecules in the world of Big Finish? And generally, what is appealing to you in the wider world of entertainment? Well, that's a lot of questions in there, isn't there? No. Well, you don't have to answer them all at once. So, so when so, did you and I first meet, Scott? No idea. Uh, I think it was at a Torchwood thing, probably. I think it would have been. No, do you know? Actually, it was, it was when the it TV was, show was happening. Wasn't it wasn't. It? it wasn't tortured related. It was Nightshade. What? It was. It was the Doctor Who with Sylvester and Sam Barnett and Sophie Aldred, oh. where you came in for a morning because you had the rugby to get to. Yeah. And and I think that was the first time we properly met. No, you and I met before that. You because you used to, you didn't you work on. What was your TV credits with Torchwood? Did you work on any... I, I was working on Confidential yeah. and Doctor Who and Sarah Jane, but I didn't... I, I, I was sort of Torchwood declassified, but yeah... Didn't I, I, I meet didn't... you when I did that then? Maybe, but I, if, if so, I found you forgettable. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. Um, yeah, so there we are. We, we first met then. I, yeah. And I, very, this is what I love about doing these big Finnish uh, audio productions. It's very chilled. It's a, it's a great way for an actor to work, you know. I find, I find I can really draw my motivation much quicker and more efficiently when I'm working for Big Finish. It's amazing how much faster you act when lunch yeah. is approaching. How much better you are as well. <laughs> Isn't it? It's incredibly. To, only today, Scott, only today when we had that one tricky-ish scene to do and you went, get this done and it's lunchtime. And we did it. 
Straight off Nailed the bat. Nailed it. It was incredible. Who knew? Who knew? Actors are... Li- we are basically donkeys chasing the carrot. That's we're going to schedule a lunch every half hour throughout Seriously. the day. Seriously, it's the way to go. Mm. Mm. So, sorry, sorry to interrupt your tea there, Scott. You crack on. Don't worry about, don't worry about me. So, yeah, we just... We- so we just mentioned Nightshade there as well, which leads us on to other big finishy bits. Yeah. Uh, what is agitating your molecules? What is interesting you in the world of big finish? Well, I mean, there's just there's so much going on at the moment. There's so much going on. Um, Do you I, listen to big finish when you're I, not in it? I uh, I'm aware of them going on. Don't put me <laughs> on the spot because I don't feel bad. Do you know what? I don't listen to anything apart from the radio. Apart from something. I don't really get time. I just don't get time at the moment. Um, mm. I'm aware of. I listen. You guys send me a box set, which I always love, and get lots of CDs from you guys. In fact, you're the only people. My mum is the only person who sends me checks, and big finish <laughs> are the only people who send me CDs. Um, so I do get your CDs and when I'm in the car I'll put them on and I'll play them with my kids in the back and suddenly go oh god stop there stop there this is a rude bit there's sex in this bit or something um, but I, I love all the Doctor Who stuff you do I love the fact you keep all the old doctors ticking along that's great news for them and their holiday homes and you know I've got a very good friend of mine does countermeasures as well there's, there just seems to be this incredibly wide array of stuff going on and loads of random actors I know have all had bits and bobs in Big Finish and we all love working here. It's a really great environment to work in and that's that's very, very genuine. They really do. And is there anything you'd like to be in that you haven't been in? First of all, any uh, any chance that you need... I mean, would it be PC and or not if, if you are getting... Oh, um, we can get... I, I, if, I, Del Boy, I do... if Del Boy Jacoby <laughs> needs me... You know where I am. You, you got quite excited that we've done stuff with Derek. Yeah, Sir, Sir Derek to you and I. Well, or, Del Boy to me. Del, that's right. Yeah, he told you to call him Del Boy, didn't he? Um, I would love to. I mean, that's the incredible thing as well about this place is the, the, the quality of actors and Kai Owen that come through here <laughs> is incredible. So, you know, I would, um, I just, I love the whole Doctor Who world. Any opportunity to, to creep into a Doctor Who scene somewhere is going to be welcome, quite frankly. And you've had a lot of fun with Tortured. I mean, we, we, yeah. I mean, you've had your own adventures in Tortured. Yeah, and, and paired I, that's up what with, gave, uh, yeah, yeah. With, oh, with with um, the gorgeous with, Sam Barnett, the beautiful, yeah, Sam Barnett. Who, uh, I, yeah, I love doing those episodes with him. It's fantastic. And um, yeah, I mean, it just I can't. It shows you what quality concept it is, doesn't it? That it keeps on churning out and giving these opportunities to do stuff that world is so ready to be enriched and so ready to be filled up with plots and stuff going on it's such a it's such a real landscape i love that you know there aren't many shows i don't think many many universes that are created where there are this many opportunities to write really convincing self-contained episodes you know it, it feels like there's just still so much more to do which is just a really exciting feeling and also every time we get you in we give you something different because with Sam yeah, Barnett, I had salmon had last time and then today and then... we had potatoes which was really nice <laughs> but I we love... had that one with burn yeah uh, Corpse Day with with Burn. Oh, that was one dark. Of the darkest. Yeah, it was really dark. Ever done, and yeah. it's nice to give you some sort of proper acting rather than just a comedy hello. Every oh, well, that's right. And I, I'm, you know, I do often find myself hyperventilating for some reason. PC Andy often has moments where, he, oh my god, oh, quick, you know, there's a lot of that going on, or I have to have ten minutes afterwards to try and get my oxygen levels back to normal. Um, and yeah, because that is the dynamic of, of of Andy. You know, he is, and it's 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 reminded me a bit of the episode we've done today, where he's behind a desk. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. And I still like doing that. But what I have loved about Big Finish is it's been an opportunity to get out and do things, and get out into the field, and not just be a comedy sidekick. And 
it's really great fun to to go into that and explore that and find yourself in in fall into those holes and see what's going on in their worlds and i've I, yeah i love that i find it incredibly um i don't know it's just really interesting and like I say this every time I do these. There's just the quality of the writing's really great. I genuinely look forward to getting these scripts and seeing where we're going to go with them and what's going to happen. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't think these would be as successful. I think that, as with comedy, and you know, comedy's my background, a lot mm. of big famous stand ups come along, and Seinfeld said this. You know, he'd been away for years and he said, being Jerry Seinfeld earns me about a minute on stage. It earns me a minute before I've got to start doing good jokes again. And I feel like that with the Torchwood and, and to an extent with the Doctor Who stuff. Just because you're part of the Torchwood and Doctor Who estate, that will probably earn you, you know, a minute. And then you need to crack on with a really good story. And that keeps happening. And as long as that keeps happening, then we're in safe hands, you know. And, and talking about the new team and stuff... It, it was weird to begin with because it felt like you were sat on opposite sides of the green room and slowly came together <laughs> over the course of the day. Well, it's so inevitable, the I suppose. But... It's inevitable, I suppose, because we've known each other longer. You know, that's going to happen a bit. You know, the beginning of the day, you talk to your old friends and stuff. But, oh, by the end of it, we all we were getting on famously, you know. That is the thing, though, about a show like Torture. We've shared so much. Like me and Kai, I spent a couple of weeks living with Kai when he was out in L.A. when we were filming out there and... You really get to know someone very, very well and you form a bond when you have these experiences. And then, yeah, you'd think new people come along and you might be a bit all handbags and bitchy, but it's it's not... I, I just feel like... Because I'm a fan as well. I love exploring the world and seeing where we're going next. I just love that sense of new characters coming into that world. It just feels like it's ready to be populated. There's There's so many opportunities and... You know, this isn't a Pinter play or a Beckett play with two characters. The more colour and vibrancy in this in this show, the the better, to be honest. It's only going to benefit Torchwood having more new, interesting people, definitely. And it is lovely to finally push it forward beyond Miracle Day as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Return it to Cardiff. Yeah, it is really nice. I mean, I'm, yeah, I love I love the Cardiffness of it. That is, um, and I know from speaking to various fans, that is what really makes it tick for them. And that is the premise of Torchwood, you know, mm. random city, random city with a very strong sense of itself and a very firm, ironic sense of humour and a very terrible climate. You know, that that's where, where crazy world-ending, universe-destroying things are happening. And that's cool. Torchwood in a nutshell. It's brilliant. Off we go, you know, and, and you've got to take it back to that first beat of the whole thing, I think, and that's what we're doing here. It's good. And what's interesting you in the wider world of entertainment are there any books or oh, tv shows yes or i can talk about this or... so oh, i've forgotten who wrote it though. there's a book called spin by a guy called robert charles wilson um and i just found it on on random uh i think it was on goodreads because i've got my i like my sci-fi on there so I, I i plug into that um and uh it's got yeah it's it's written um this sort of donna tartness to it and like proper novelists you know and mm. i think a lot of people and this brings it back to what we're doing with, with Torchwood. A lot of people can be dismissive and think of a certain sci-fi as not quality writing. And Ian M. Banks came along and, and blew a lot of that up in the water and so did loads of other fantastic writers like Arthur C. Clarke, etc., etc. Um, and it, it still surprises me, you know, having done an English degree and explored lots of heavy literature, and I turn to sci-fi and I still have that knee-jerk reaction of, well, this isn't going to be as well-written. I still do, even though I know it's not. And... It's just fantastic to read such good literature about mind-bendingly huge concepts. And 
watching them being taken forward by a really great writer because that's that's what's great about it the way that it's plotted it's been plotted beautifully so yeah spin is a fantastic book and i'd recommend that um and then away from that i'm just kind of watching the normal telly bits and bobs you know i like my house of cards mm-hmm. um i'm watching i'll tell you what also has got a bit of a sci-fi bent is that uh cartoon on netflix uh which is obviously huge and lots of people know about it called rick and morty uh, uh, yeah. have you watched any of that I've I've not seen that much. I'm more an Archer man. I've just been yes. catching up with the latest. Yes, that's very good. Archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 similar to that, I guess. Uh, mm. It's very quick, very short. Um, uh, but it has in that quantum leap way, which is my favourite TV show ever. Um, it has big, um, just really big ideas ticking along. Really terrible animation, hilarious voices, <laughs> and huge ideas, crazy plot ideas. You know. Um, it's it's really really good. So yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Oh, lovely. And what else are you working on when you're not in here uh, being uh, Sergeant Andy Davis? When I'm not being uh, Sergeant Andy, I'm working on. Um, well, obviously, I've got a radio production company, and we make a lot of comedy for Radio Wales. So we're mm-hmm. in the middle of making something called Foiled at the moment, which will be available on all good iPlayers very soon. Um, and I also am doing. I do a radio show on Magic. On the weekend afternoons, which is great fun. Uh, yeah, so so I'm doing that and um, bits and bobs, really. I've just done a, I just filmed an advert with Mariah Carey. All sorts of weird things going on, Scott. Weird things going on in my life, as usual. But the loft is still the most important thing, of course. Doing my loft. That's where that's where it starts, man. That's where it's happening. I sense you want to get back to that loft. I'm going to my. I'm going to go to my special place. I'm going to go to my dark room at the top of my house and sit and sweat. I'm going to be like Miss Havisham for the rest of this month. That's my plan. On that note. <laughs> on that bombshell. I, I, I think we should return to Nick Briggs in the Big Finish studio. Nick is looking great today. Handsome man. He's fantastic. He's really bounced back. And so there's Tom Price. Very concerned about his loft. Lofts can be all consuming, so I'm told. Lofty. Uh, and that may well be true. But we have to move on. Time to get epic. It's the Randomoid Selectatron. Cue the Parade of Heroes music. Button's okay. been pressed. Ran is doing his thing. And we've got the Jago and Lightfoot Revival Act 1, uh, which oh. is a short trip, no less. Yeah. Uh, great reviews. It's quite a new one, released in March. Um, some of the reviews here a joy from beginning to end imbued with the with a warmth and depth of character wonderfully performed with exceptional sound design a triumphant new addition to the short trips range april cannot come quickly enough 10 out of 10 uh, from uh, planet mondas wow that's good yeah this is there were two short trips uh, and it was the last thing that Trevor Baxter recorded with us. Uh, absolutely brilliant. OK, well, let's listen to the trailer. Have we met? I asked. Oh, yeah, of course. Loads of times. Though I've changed since then. More than once. You're... Yes, George? At that moment, I found myself remembering a man who I met before on several of the most remarkable occasions of my life. A man who stands forever at the centre of chaos. A man who arrives when you least expect him and who brings danger and adventure in his wake. A man who fixes things. A man who heals. And above all, 
a man who can show each and every one of us how to become the very best version of ourselves. Oh, brilliant stuff by Jonathan Barnes there. I was lucky enough to visit the studio during um, the uh, the recording. Uh, well, we can't recommend it enough. It gets great, great reviews. And as I say, Trevor Baxter's last performance. Oh, oh we, we miss him. Um, and here's a little snippet of uh, when uh, I went to the studio and interviewed him. Oh yeah, I listen to them every time. Yes, yes. Well, because one thing, I'm very intrigued. I think they're very well written, and also you get very good people in to play the other parts, and you don't always hear those scenes because they're in the booth and you're outside having a cup of coffee and the gossip, and uh, so I'd like to hear. And they're excellent performances, mm. and I always listen. And also, I listen to myself to see that I'm not dropping the ends of sentences and things like that. That's interesting because Chris doesn't want. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to I know. And it, have you ever heard any other big finishes? Because the question I normally ask people is, "What's tingling their molecules about big finish at the moment?" You know, if there's any particular being employed by them. <laughs> That's a fair enough answer, isn't it? It tingles our molecules to have you here. Thank you very much. Very good. Very good. Just a little reminder there. Well, another great one from Ran. Another great one. Great, great. Another great. Another great one from Wan. Ooh, um, very good. Ooh, yes, very Queen good. Wobich. So if you fancy a bit of Jago and Lightfoot and the Tenth Doctor, uh, hit up uh, the Jago and Lightfoot Revival Act 1. Uh, and so, there we go. Cheers, Ran. You've done a, 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 a pull to blinder, no less, as you always do. And so, as the podcast lingers forever, like a long-lost ghost at a deserted railway station destined never to complete its fateful journey. There's just time for Nick to thrill you with a brace of reminders of our latest releases. Take it away, Nick, and make us feel your fire. So thrilling, you must be there. So close, you can feel their fire. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> you knew what I was riffing on there. If you knew, folks, write in and tell us what on earth we were going on about there. Uh, Blake 7, Crossfire, part one. Superb, authentic Blake 7 action. Going down a storm with fans. Aliens Among Us, part two. It's Torchwood. And there's 15 minutes of a tease coming up any moment now. All hands on deck. That's Doctor Who short trips with Susan, the Doctor's granddaughter, in the Time War. Loving this. The Behemoth, or the Behemoth, and the Behemoth, purely historical, totally enthralling, Sixth Doctor action classy. The Outliers from Doctor Who, the early adventures with the Second Doctor. Dark Shadows, the Tony and Cassandra mysteries. Vintage 60s US horror and spookiness. And you'll love it. And I've just flicked off the screen scripts i can't see it and of course available now in its very own range and therefore available to listen to through the big finish app yes the big finish podcast catch up with all the madcap nonsense from this month go on you know you want to that's it and there you have it now then nick before we yes. launch into the first 15 minutes of uh, torchwood aliens Yeesh. among us part two Yes. Anything exciting happened to you recently? Well, I can tell you this. I had lunch uh, the day before yesterday with Nicholas Ridley. Mm. And he is the son of Arnold Ridley, 
who played Godfrey in Dad's Army. Legend. And who also, he wrote many plays, um, but his most famous play was The Ghost Train, um, which is a famous spooky sort of comedy thriller. Brilliant. I've been in it a couple of times and directed it as well. It's a great theatre play. It's also made into a classic old film. I wonder whether they'll ever make a, another movie of it. Anyway, Nicholas and I uh, got to know each other because there was a, a strange sequel written to The Ghost Train, which I also directed, and he came to see it. And we just got, you know, we're from two completely different generations, uh, but we, we get on really well. And he has written a play called Godfrey's Ghosts, oh, uh, wow. all about his father and his father. And it's, it's based on the unpublished autobiography that his father wrote. And, and Nicholas is a bit of a writer himself. He's written lots of plays and they get performed up and down the country. Um, I saw a beautiful play he wrote, a sort of strange, almost science fiction-y play about um, dementia um, and a possible future government policy about what happened to people who got dementia. It was really, uh, really beautiful piece of work. Anyway, he's a lovely chap. And uh, so he's trying to get the play put on. So if you are a theatre producer and you're listening, uh, and you're interested, do get in touch at podcast at bigfinish.com. I will, of course, be doing my best to get uh, Jason Hay and some of his theatrical um, chaps and chapesses. I can't think of the word. Friends! Um, <laughs> to to get interested in it. But anyway, that's what I did. Uh, that's well, what I have to say. Well, it sounds, it sounds wonderfully, uh, wonderfully cultured. And what about you? Brilliant. Me. I'll, I'll just, you know, doing a bit of work. Uh, well, I've been doing that as well. Tried to adjust the mic stand, which snapped, hit me in the <laughs> face. Um, decided to order uh, a new mic stand, uh, in which it, it did get delivered to a complete stranger at Gatwick <laughs> Airport. These um, sort of stories make my blood boil. Oh man, my blood is boiling away. So I had to build a mic stand out of old mic stands, and it's what I'm using now, and it's awful. I've literally got my face against this microphone. And uh, luckily... <laughs> so if you're sounding a bit intimate, that's why. Sounding very, I do sound very intimate on here, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so I've just ordered a new one, which hopefully will come. The local music shop is dealing with it, and it's not my problem anymore. Although it will be if it doesn't turn up. Hmm. That's me. Why that- yeah, that's that's good. And I've been doing the music for um, Survivors as well. Oh, exciting yeah. stuff! Mm, I want to get on with that. And listen, I just saw this while I was talking to you. Look at that! Oh, nice little Airfix. Is that an original one? Is that? Is yeah, it's that... an original one. And look, and that, you see on the end, that's it's an Airfix tank, uh, German Panther tank thing. There's, but there's soldiers inside. Instead, I put <laughs> soldiers in the box. But the funny thing is, look, on the end there, it's been nibbled by a Did... mouse. <laughs> In my mother's loft. And there, do you see the price tag? 12 pence. Look at that. 12, 12 p. p. Yeah. From Goldsmiths in Totten. Toy Aww. shop in Totten. Those are the that? days. And that, that sticker, that looks brand new, that sticker, doesn't it? The That's box, totally the, weird. The box looks pretty, you know, it's pretty... Apart from the, apart nibble. from the nibbles, which is sort of comical on a, on a sort of... This is about 1972 or three. Did you been. and did you construct the is the did you paint the tank is it or is well, it just you didn't is have it just to construct it it came it came you know already constructed but let's see what soldiers it's got inside oh my goodness now I'm so sad I can tell what these are just by looking at these <laughs> grey figures what they are that is that's oh, World tiny, War One that's World War One um, 
Russian infantry. That's what, no, World War Two. World War Two. Russian infantry. That's what it is. Not weird. I just knew that because I remembered it from all those years ago. Well, uh, wake up if you're still listening. Uh, coming up after our 15-minute tease for Torchwood: Aliens Among Us Part Two, you can find out about whose Paul Sprag Memorial Short Trips Writers Opportunity submission got to be recorded by me. Yeah, Short Trips producer Ian Atkins and I will be here to chat about it all and with some teases for what's coming up for the rest of this year. Don't miss it. And that's after this, Torchwood, Aliens Among Us, part two of 15-minute tease. Go, go, go! Hold on, this is the room. Let me open the door. I'm not often the one to say this, but... Whoa, slow down, fella. We have got all night. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Is it the clone? I thought I'd try something different. I need you. I can tell. I need to be inside you right now. Shouldn't we get to know each other a little first? Okay. You know, for a, a skinny guy, you are... Ready strong. Oh, 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 oh God. Ow, oh, man, you're. Get off me. God. Let go. What? Tyler? Sorry, did I wake you? Oh, where where the the hell am I? Police mortuary. Actually, it's an emergency mortuary. Used to be a meat storage and distribution plant, but the boys in blue had to requisition it for overspill. Cardiff's mortality rate is booking the national average. I don't... What am I doing here? What, What are you doing here? The police called the mayor's office when they found your body. The mayor sent me to check things out. Oh, making yourself indispensable to the new boss, huh? Hope that works out for you. Wait wait a minute. I died? Oh, let's see. Mortuary slab. Little brown label tied to your big toe. I'm no forensic pathologist, but the clues are starting to stack up. Hey, where'd they find me? Chain Hotel on the edge of town. Just south of Junction 32. Cause of death was... Uh, oh, ouch! A broken neck. I, uh, I don't remember. I mean, that's weird. Is it getting hot in here? Because, uh, I'm feeling hot. No, it's bloody freezing. Maybe you'd like to put your clothes on before you catch your death of cold. 
Otherwise, we could be here indefinitely. Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. But about, about this hotel? Not far from yesterday evening's terrorist attack. The mayor's on the warpath. Terrorist attack? Funny. The cop spoke to the hotel barman. He remembered you asked him to switch channels when it got a mention on the TV news. Not ringing any bells. Oh, it's just a coincidence then. Just a coincidence. I kind of do remember the barman though, he was cute. <laughs> Not as cute as the guy you checked into the room with. There... there was a guy? Suspect is the word police prefer. You know, in murder cases. It can't be a murder if I'm walking and talking. <laughs> nice suit, by the way. Tailored all in the right places. Focus, Jack. I am. Not the... <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Listen. We're both grown-ups, we've both got our own stuff going on, and that's fine. It's not like we're together or anything. But you want to be careful. You know, picking up strangers in hotel bars, it's beneath you. Beneath me, huh? <laughs> Talking of which, get yourself over here. <sighs> what is wrong with you? Oh, come on. Room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me, right? Here. Now. <clears throat> on a mortuary slap. It's only necrophilia if one of us doesn't have a pulse. Why don't you come over and check for mine? I'm sure you can find a big enough vein. <laughs> Can't be that hard. You're definitely not feeling the cold. You ashamed to waste it, huh? I'd be grateful if someone could assist me with these bags. They're really rather heavy. Hang on, I've got you. Or, can you give us a hand over here? Of course. Uh. Oh, thank you. What is all this stuff? Uh, poison, mainly. Humane traps in this one, and I think that one is the... Ow! Ah, the less humane ones. <laughs> Watch your fingers. Mm. Your Christmas shopping in early this year? Uh, no, this is for the rats. Rats? You having a laugh? Where? Nibbling through our power lines. At least I think it's rats. Although there is an outside possibility it could be urban foxes. Oh, yeah, but rats! You protect your planet from deadly extraterrestrial threats every day, yet you're terrified of a relatively small species of rodent. Uh, don't judge me, okay? <laughs> My friend Janice, her brother had a pet rat when we were kids. Called it Fang. Vicious she was. You take her for walks. I swear to you, they were Rottweilers that gave that rat a wide berth. Evil incarnate. <laughs> yeah, well, I intend to put a stop to it before they get a taste for our fibre optic broadband. Nothing comes between me and my box sets. Surely we've got some mad alien gizmos knocking about that can beam the rats off somewhere else. Well, that would make our day job a lot easier, but sadly, no. I'd call him pest control, but where would that leave us in the Saving the World pecking order? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Hi, Andy. What's up? Oh, hi, Gwen. I've got a bit of a mystery with an And this cheese is bait for the traps. Camembert? Don't be ridiculous, that's my lunch. Right, I'm popping out. Andy's got a problem he wants me to take a look at. Perhaps I could be of help. I'd like to come along, if I may. Why not? You're part of the team now. You're like Andy. He's uncomplicated. I'd better get going. Right. Next time you want to make a booty call, just pick up the phone, would you? 
getting your neck stamped to grab my attention looks kind of uh, needy. <laughs> Old school next time, I promise. Next time. Sure. I'll see you around. Sergeant Andrew Davidson! What's a gorgeous guy like you doing in a place like this? This is a police mortuary. I'm a policeman. Fair enough. Hey, have you been working out? Uh, no. Are you okay? All that noise in there, I thought someone was being tortured. Oh, that was just a... (laughs) Bance. And I'm good. Thank you for your concern. Feeling great, actually. Fired up, pulse racing. You, on the other hand, look a little on edge. Lots of tension in those broad shoulders. You want me to give you a rubdown? Oh, whoa, whoa, no, no, I'm fine. Thank you. It's just what with all these outsourced security people everywhere, I don't know who to trust anymore. Sure. So I don't want anyone to get wind that you're here. Might be a bit late for that. Oh, Quinn! And... Oh, this is all. Mm. Don't look so worried. They're with us. Hello, Sergeant. Pleasure to meet you. Yes, um, hi. Morning, Jack. How did you get here? Colchester. I was in the area. He thought you might need an extra pair of hands. Right. More the merrier, then. Andy, why don't you lead the way? Yes, absolutely. The bodies are this way. Bodies. Yeah, now you know why we needed the extra space. Wait here, I'll be back in a moment. These can't all be victims of the Sorviks. No. Does it matter? Sorviks, anti-alien terrorists, anti-migrant groups. Whoever was responsible, these are still victims. On Earth they call it collateral damage. Sometimes I wonder who's worse, the Sorviks or us. Okay, here she is. Name's Dawn Shale. Single, a state agent by trade, originally from out of town. Colleagues called it in when she didn't show up to work for a few days. So what's the Torchwood angle? Well, we've had three coroner's reports, all of them inconclusive. She's deceased, obviously, but there's no reason she should be. No identifiable cause of death. Good job I brought this then. And she's not the only one to come in like this. I got three other bodies in here just the same. No sign of disease, no congenital disorders, no external trauma, nothing. Believe it or not, these days that kind of thing stands out. Only the boss doesn't think it's worth looking into. Anything? Apparently there's nothing wrong with her. Where are the others? Just through here. Let's have a look then. (gasps) Are you okay? It's nothing. Must be all this death making me feel queasy. Well, maybe you should wait outside. No, no, I'll be fine, honest. It's passing now. Hey, guys! I pulled some of their personal effects from the evidence locker mobile phones, wallets. I thought maybe you could run a few checks on them? Let me guess. Your boss put the kibosh on it? Uh, the mayor's prioritized shutting down the terrorists. I, I just don't have the resources. We're not exactly brimming with them ourselves. I'll take a look. Sorry, Andy. I'm not seeing anything that screams cause of death here. Okay. Maybe we could take them back to the hub, run some full scans in the lab. How many bodies can we fit inside a smart car? Hey, I guess Andy could always sit on my lap. Uh, no, I, I don't... Jack, leave the poor man alone. Well, actually, I'm not even sure I could get the paperwork signed off to move them, so it's... Like we're here in an official capacity. Oh! Oh, oh what's uh, wrong? I don't... No! Oh. Oh. Ah. 
I mean, I mean him. I, I, oh, no, her. I can't. What? Changing too fast. Andre, it's all over the place. I think Bo's going into cardiac arrest. We need to get them out of here and back to the hub. Grab a trolley. On it. Hey, careful. This guy's dead already. He doesn't need the ride. Help me get or under this thing. Fire up the lab, quick! Oh, sorry, sorry, trying to be gentle. Hold or still while I hook up the ECG. I've got you. You're going to be fine. What the hell happened? I don't know. We were at the police mortuary. One moment or was fine, and the next. This. Details. I need details. Did or touch something? Was there any indication or was feeling unwell? Anything? Something happened just before. After Andy showed us the first victim. <laughs> oh, damn it. Doesn't any sodding thing work around here? Can't we at least do something to stop the pain? Uh, right, yes. Um, Painkillers. Good call. Uh, there's aspirin, but I think we're way past a mild hangover cure. I uh, ah, morphine. And, and some more morphine. And well, that simplifies matters. Or I'm going to administer a dose of morphine. I need to know. Is it going to kill you? What? I don't know a damn thing about ores, gene spliced biology. Okay, a cup of tea could be fatal for all I know, so I'm making this up as I go along. Or. Okay, here goes. Buggeration. Still changing. I need more information. When exactly did the convulsion start? Um, I just scanned the corpses. Okay, more bodies? Just like the first one? Three of them. Another three? That could be it. You think they set this off? Oh, well, why not? Could be or suffering an allergic reaction to them or, or whatever it was that killed them. One body, all feels iffy. Three more. Boom! Psychomorphic overload. You might be onto something. If I recall correctly, all's abilities are linked to their senses. All six of them. If we can dull those senses, get me a sedative, fast. Okay. Um, uh, what have we got? Uh, how about ketamine? Horse tranquilizers. Urban myth. It has a veterinary application, but it's mainly used on humans. Okay, mild dose should do the trick. Heart rate's slowing, but still all over the shop. It'll take a few minutes for the full effects to kick in. The shape's still shifting too. Hells, bells, it's us. Uh, you've got to go, uh, both of you, uh, now. Why? What are we doing? Or's overactive sensors must be feeding on our desires. The, the three of us, correct? We're the only ones here. So, yes, uh, Ian Atkins is with me now, and we're discussing who should interview who. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's all, but it's all about the short trips, uh, Paul Sprague Memorial Absolutely, writers' opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're in the studio now with um, 
and I think we can name it officially now. So yes. <laughs> it's called Landbound by Selim Ulug. Yes, and, we, and, and Selim very nicely sent us a, a YouTube link on how to pronounce his name. Because it was really helpful. <laughs> well, when it's written down, you don't think about it. Then you say, this is going to be read out, so we needed it. And yeah. uh, it's clearly a question Selim's had before, because he's actually recorded on YouTube as pronouncing yeah, it. Yeah, just uh, for anyone, imagine people in the street, he just says, uh, just watch this clip. Now you can talk to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... This all started, kicked off again in May, as, as was last year. Um, we had slightly fewer submissions. I think it was under 1,000. Yeah. Um, so less work for you, that's well, good. Well, yes and no, because the quality, I think, was even higher than last year, which was oh. pretty good. It was almost, I don't think anything came in that wasn't had something good about it. Um, but I started emailing people. Once we closed the submission lines, I started emailing people where I thought, oh, someone, you know, that was, that was a nice thing or something. And... I got up to about 160, and it's just, I can't do that next year. It was just mad. But it, I think when someone takes the time and there's something nice there, it's really... I mean, it's the sort of thing Paul would have done, let's be honest. Yes, so, that's... Um, and, and people really appreciate it, Ian, and I think all of us at Big Finish appreciate the hard work you put into it. Yeah. It's it, it's um, it's quite inspiring, actually. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. But we, we got to a sort of shortlist. There was about, I think, six in total, and it was so close, and all of them I adored. In fact, the other five... Once this, once Lambow was selected, we've rolled into the next run of sh- subscriber oh, short trips because the stories are too good, not yeah. You know, to just oh, that's really go. good because um, this isn't a competition, really. Is no, it? it's, not it's, at all. it's a it's an opportunity for people to get a chance to sort of you know maybe become big Finnish writers. Yeah. So it's it's you know because we always need to find uh, new talent, even though you know if I if I'm really honest, I'd like to be really frank with people listening that I. I you know, we do as directors and producers, we do hang on f- for dear life to our oh, the people who yeah. we know and can trust. Yeah. It's always a leap in the dark, isn't it, with a new writer? Yeah. Because we just we just want to um, get it right and not cause people pain. And sometimes, you know, when when there's a mismatch between a writer and a producer or whatever, you know, it, it can be pi- quite painful yeah. for both of them, you know. So, But, it's, you know, we have to be grown-ups and accept, accept that yeah. we have to do new things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, as you say, a leap in the dark, and it, I don't think people necessarily realise just the pain it can be caused if something has... It turns from a single draft that's fine and then you go into the studio to something that can be a tennis match for weeks. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, obviously you want to avoid that while also wanting new people in. And something that's short trip and, and that sort of format, I think it's a lot easier because that tennis match is a smaller one and, and you don't go to five sets, you go to three, you know? <laughs> so, um, and I, I don't think I've ever really had that as an issue, and especially with this. And the writers really seem to know their stuff and, um, yeah. you know, occasionally you'll be wondering about the colour of a jacket which was the yeah, only problem we have with this one <laughs> we sorted that out yeah. no problem um, and, and yeah and I think so many people love that it's such a rich world it always has been to, and there's still so many stories to be told so, um, oh gosh yes definitely um, yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to do this and aside from being you know, a running tribute to Paul which I think, I think both of us agree it's no. so important to have definitely um, but no I, I haven't really talked about this one we don't want to say too much obviously but it, it's a third Doctor story um, set in various points. Yes, yes, um, there, yes. There are a number of visits about yes, that. That's, um, uh, yeah, it has a real emotional core to it, which is what yeah. leapt out at me when you, because you gave me the finalists yeah. to look at. Going help, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, 
Yeah, this yeah. one really leapt out at me. I mean, you know, I'm so biased. Anything that's got the C in it is always going to uh, hit me because, as people might have noticed, the C often features in my um, Well, for me, I, mean, it's, I love this era and, yes. and I love that idea of being stranded. And, and I, I've, I've said this loads of times, but if the new series was doing this sort of thing, there'd be so much more character stuff with the Doctor. Yes. And at that time... I know fans have kind of retrospectively said, oh, well, the Doctor's angry all the time because of this, but that's not really there so much. No. I mean, I heads it is. But yeah. when you saw this and you thought, oh, I love how he's mirrored, you know, someone else's loss of command and, and someone who who had the world at his fingertips and has had it turned into a small pub. Yeah. And, yeah, that just that pitch. I mean, that I think what you're looking for with this is always that couple of sentences and you think, yeah, this is probably, let's see then the script. But it's that, that first thing. And, and with this, just like, yes, absolutely. Definitely. And uh, one of the things I marvel at is that, you see, because um, we want to get new writers on board. But bizarrely, of course, writing a short story is very different oh, from almost absolutely. everything else we do. And, um, and I admire people who can uh, create. I can't write short stories. I can, uh, I mean, I have written a couple, but I can't. It's it's what I try to do, which is wrong, is encapsulate an entire Doctor Who adventure into fifteen pages, and yeah. that's the wrong approach. So sometimes you think, well, which bit of the adventure could I tell? Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm I'm full of admiration for people like Selim, you know, who can come up with a lovely little story that is exact. This is exactly the right length for it. It's Absolutely. not you don't feel you're missing anything at all. Uh, yeah. It's it's beautiful. That's that's for me the definition of the perfect short story yeah. when when it is perfectly short. <laughs> it, it, that's absolutely right. I, I, it's something I'm, I'm, as producer of the short trips across the, the board, it's, it's it's not a lesson I took on board straight away. And, and you suddenly realise actually what's working better and what's not. And yeah, trying to compress a 100-minute Doctor Who story into 24 pages or whatever, it just... It can work, and often it's the writing that makes it work, but crucially you've just read it and you come away from it and you don't nothing really comes with you and you go and with something like this i think any of the good ones something ticks away in your head afterwards and that's yeah. what you're aiming for with all of them and it's i'm steering myself a lot more towards that sort of thing now but it's and it's lovely when it uh, iris is down to one uh, character yes also from the point of view of an actor mm. reading it well, it, uh, it lets was... you get under the skin of it doesn't yeah. it whereas if you've got 25 characters you can't engage with them as a listener the, the, I've got so much sympathy for a reader in that, in that case and yeah, it, not in a short story you no, can do absolutely. it over a novel uh, but, and it's yeah. funny because you kind of you should be applying that, that sort of TV story thing where you're thinking right how many speaking parts have we got to pay for here yes. and it's the same sort of logic it's <laughs> how many gonna, speaking parts has my throat got to pay well, for well absolutely <laughs> yeah. it's um, yeah we can get into flu season and Big Finish's work production has to slow down massively yes. but uh, yeah, it, it is that thing. It, it, you just learn as you go, and it's. I think some of the directions we were giving with the when we were announcing this this year were enabling to be a lot more specific because you think, oh, I've learnt this from last year, and it's always a learning process. Yes, yeah. there's no point carrying on with anything if you're not learning. No, you know what I mean, if you're just repeating, that's and everything's a learning curve. Every, I, I regard every day as such. Yeah. Mm. So even if I'm relearning a lesson I've forgotten from before. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Where are you going, by the way? Are you going to the office? Or? Uh, no, I'm going to head home and um, script edit and catch up on emails and uh, turn off stuff. the Colin Baker sale, actually. I've got an yeah, hour and 35 today, minutes. It? It's the 18th, off, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I hope you enjoyed that sale, folks. Of course, it's long gone when you've heard this. <laughs> right. Although, of course, there's the, the uh, other one going on at the moment with the reduction on... Oh, yes. Yeah, that, so. that will, that's already started, has it, by Sunday? That started uh, two days ago, yes. <laughs> or, or two days time. into our future. Timey-wimey, sailey-whaley. Uh, I've just uh, adjust my helmet regulator. That's the only TARDIS thing I can... Bye. <laughs>